So hey there, it's episode 84 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast, and today we're going to be talking about whether feeling kind of stiff and sore and achy is just a normal part of getting older. So stay tuned. Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. As I mentioned, it's episode 84 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica, and if you're new around here, welcome. If you've been listening for a while, thank you. I want to talk a little bit today about whether or not, you know, that sort of typical image that we have of getting older and kind of getting a little bit stiffer and a little bit stooped and sore and just kind of having a body that doesn't maybe do what you want it to do, whether or not that is just something that we have to deal with if it's an inevitability or if we have some control over that outcome. Now, as I mentioned last week, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but we're going to um, just be having one episode a week of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast coming out for a little while. Uh, For as long as the podcast has been around, I've been coming out with two episodes each week, one by myself and one with a guest. Um, And just to, you know, create a little bit more space, we're doing one a week and it's going to be sometimes me, sometimes with a guest. I've got some really great people lined up. So stay tuned for that coming up in the next few weeks. So I don't know how old you are. I am 37, just about to turn 38. And, you know, I don't know what age it is. Maybe it's 30, maybe it's 35. There comes a certain age where, you know, the people around you start saying, oh, my knees aren't what they used to be, or oh, my shoulders aren't what they used to be, or I can't get down on the floor anymore, or I find it really hard to do X, Y, Z, or getting out of bed becomes a bit of a problem. It's It takes me a lot longer. And we've sort of come to just really think of these as being like normal complaints as we get older. And whilst our bodies do, you know, age, things change, the the level of sort of fluid in the body changes, elasticity changes, we go through, you know, situations that do create wear and tear on our body. Some of this stuff just comes down to the way that we use our body. And so I want to talk about that a little bit today, because I think that really sort of chewing over this stuff is useful. So one of the things that, I don't know, I spend a lot of time thinking about this, obviously, but maybe maybe other people don't. One of the things that is true for all of us is that we live through our habits. And if you've been listening for any length of time, you'll have heard me talk about this before. We live through our habits, both in our behavior and, you know, how we do things, get things done. We also live through habits in our movements and that creates efficiency, right? It's just quicker if we don't have to think consciously through everything that we do before we do it. If we had to do that for both, you know, how we got things done, as well as the physicality of moving through the world, we would be pretty stuck. We wouldn't get very far. But the thing is that our habits 
And we're going to talk about movement habits here or movement compensations or move, you know, just our way of moving through the world. It's almost like we have, you know, a set train track that is ours. And over a number of years and decades, we stay on that train track and the train track can only go certain places, right? We've all been on a train, surely. And we know that if we jump on, you know, the train that's heading to station Y, we're not going to get to station P unless P is on the same track as Y, right? So we know that it limits where we can go. And this is really how we move. We move within the confines of the train tracks that we've created for ourselves. Why do we create these train tracks? We don't do it on purpose. We don't do it consciously. But what might happen is, you know, over one of the ones that I know to be true for myself, over a number of years of holding children on one hip, we develop a train track around that hitched up hip. That becomes kind of our habit. We also develop habits around, you know, creeping our shoulders up towards our ears. If we spend lots of time at the computer or we've been experiencing stress, we, you know, have habits of we tend to cross one leg over the other more than vice versa. We tend to weight more into one foot. And what happens over time is our muscles hold this memory. Our muscles kind of become habitually tight and then what happens is when we're like, hey, I don't want to go to station Y anymore. I want to go to off to station P and that's off in a different place. Our body that's used to just being on this one track has a really hard time diverting onto this other track because it's not familiar. It's not being used. The track is kind of, you know, overgrown almost. It's hard to get to. But the thing that's important to recognize is that what happens for us in a practical kind of way is that we go to do that and we're like, oh, my body doesn't do that anymore. And so we start to avoid that range of motion. So maybe we don't lift our arm as high anymore because it doesn't feel very easy. Or maybe we don't, you know, get down on the floor anymore because it feels hard. Maybe we don't climb over the fence anymore, but we open the gate. You know, all these little things that we just start avoiding. And so we start to limit our movement more and more. We're not being limited. We're limiting ourselves. Because what happens is, you know, sometimes this limiting situation happens because we're trying to protect ourselves from an injury. And that's really valid, right? Like if you've broken a limb or you've um, sprained something and you have been kind of told that you need to stay off of that or limit movement for some time, then, you know, that makes sense. Do what needs to be done. But at some point we heal. And at some point we make the decision consciously or unconsciously that we're not going to use that range of motion that is available to us anymore. And the outcome is that our options become more and more limited as we continue to kind of like sort of buy into that reduction of capacity. And this is why I love somatic exercise so much, because it invites us to kind of like wander off that path, wander off that structured um, train track that we have created for ourselves. And it allows us to do it in a way that is completely without, um, you know, without pain. Sometimes it might be vaguely uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar, 
but we do it with kindness. We do it without pain. And in that process of moving really intentionally with the aim of almost like resetting the muscle length via the computer, which is your brain, we come to rediscover all of those movement paths that we once had access to, but started to avoid. And this is what I see. And this is, you know, this is what somatics talks to as well, is when we kind of look at that stereotypical image of getting older and our movement becoming more and more limited and, you know, even sort of fast forwarding a few decades and and thinking of like that sort of hunched posture that we associate with older age. Is that inevitable or is that reflective of decreasing range of movement that is not enforced upon us, but essentially chosen because we stay in our habits? And by their very nature, habits are subconscious. Habits are automatic. If we had to think about them, they wouldn't be habits, right? And so when I'm saying this, I'm not saying we're all terrible because we just give in to our habits. No, that is kind of the very nature of them. And habits are so useful. We are not demonizing habits. But what I would invite you to consider is if you're finding yourself feeling increasingly sort of stiff and tight and immobile, and you just sort of find that you're starting to avoid certain things, recognize that as we kind of make those choices to decrease and decrease and decrease our range of motion, we haven't made those options disappear. They just become a little bit hazy. Right. It's like if the train track was left for 20 years and no trains have been running over it, there's going to be weeds. There's going to be, you know, stuff kind of on the track and we have to clear the path again in order to get access to that range. It's not gone. It doesn't disappear, but we have to to be intentional in refinding it. And I think that this is something that we all can benefit from, whether you are, you know, 30 or 60 or beyond, we all have these movement habits. But if you consider a 30 year old who doesn't make any change to their movement habits for another 30 years, we're dealing with habits that are very deeply ingrained. And, you know, the kind thing that we can offer our body is sort of tiptoeing into variability via movement, via mindful movement. Of course, my, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty biased and I think somatic exercise is the way to go. Um, but movement that allows us to experience that variability that really targets resetting the muscles, because one of the things that, you know, we've all experienced as well is movement that doesn't really kind of like do what it says on the box, right? So we've all done lots of stretching probably and found that regardless of how much we stretch, we tend to go back into feeling really tight. Um, Or we've had, you know, there's just probably you've got examples from your own life where you're like, this is not the outcome that I was expecting. I read the instructions and this is not the outcome that I thought I would have. And I, you know, I'm trying to think which episode it was. I'm sure there's an episode where I talk about the um, sort of method behind somatic exercise. Um, 
but this this method is different and it really is one that because we're being very intentional about the way that we move we are changing the way that muscles are held by the nervous system so it's your nervous system that is kind of creating these holding patterns i suppose creating these um, habits in the way that your body moves And so if we want to change them, we can't just affect the tissues. We can't just kind of pull on the ends of them and stretch them and hope that they'll change. We need to be affecting the way that the nervous system controls those muscles. And that's when we're going to see different outcomes. That's when we're going to get the long-term change. And so aging, and when I say aging, you know, in my brain, I'm like thinking, you know, grandparent age. But that's, you know, we're all aging, whether we're 20 or 70, we are all in the process of aging. And it does not have to be a, you know, downhill slope, which is what we've all been led to believe. Because, you know, by any card for anyone over the age of 40, and there's all the downhill jokes, right? We're over the hill jokes, whatever it is. And we, when we believe something to be true, we just take it like we're just like, okay, well, that just must be how it is. And what I really want to invite you to consider is that it doesn't have to be that way. We do not have to live lives riddled with, you know, those niggly aches and pains. Shoulders stuck up around our ears, low backs that give us grief. We can feel better. So that's it. If you want to know more about, um, you know, somatic exercise, I might pop a link in the show notes. I will pop a link in the show notes to a blog post that I have all about what somatic exercise actually is, because you might be listening and thinking, well, this is great, Erica, but what the heck are you even talking about? Um, And also come over and find me on Instagram at Erica Web Yoga. Um, I share yoga, Pilates and somatic exercise over there. And there are some visual sort of demonstrations there that you can um have a look at. And I also have a, um, a full somatic unwinding class. It's not a short one because it's a full body and it's somatic. So it's kind of, you know, um, we dive deep, but I have got a free full body somatic unwinding class that you can also take over on my website. So I'll make sure that I link that too, because this is one of those things that is best experienced, um, in the flesh, right? Like you want to feel this in your body. So I'm going to link all that up in the show notes so that you can check it out. And if you have questions, come and find me. You can do that on Instagram. You can do that via my website. I would love to hear from you and, and, you know, hear how you found it. If you give it a go, uh, somatics changed my life. I'm not going to lie. I love it. I absolutely adore this practice and it makes such a beautiful kind of like buddy to yoga and Pilates as well. Um, so give it a try. Let me know how you go and I'll be back next week to chat a little bit more. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. 
until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.